Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Presidential Precinct Podcast, your premier destination for engaging global voices that inspire. I'm Neil Piper, Executive Director of the Presidential Precinct. We're live from the Potter Studio at James Madison's Mount Pillar, and we're honored to have you here with us today. As we launch this podcast, the Presidential Precinct begins its five-year anniversary campaign, one of our biggest milestones to date in empowering the next generation of global leaders. I'm joined by Jim Murray, founder and chairman of the Presidential Precinct. Jim has been investing in early-stage companies for over 30 years and has been a principal in firms specializing in investment banking and venture capital for telecom and information technology companies since 1982. He is the author of Wireless Nation, the frenzied launch of the cellular revolution in America, the first definitive account of how the American cell phone industry evolved. He is a current chairman of the 1693 Scholars Committee at William & Mary and a chair of the Finance Committee on the Board of Visitors of the University of Virginia. The precinct values deeply the partnership of both of these universities here in Virginia. Jim, thank you for joining us here in the studio today. It's great to have you. Glad to be here, Neil. Jim, I'd just like to start by, you know, if you could just share your experience uh, in business and education and, you know, how has that led you to the creation of the Presidential Precinct? Well, in personal terms, uh, I have always been an entrepreneur. So one might say, and I didn't think about it at the time, that uh, the inspiration or the idea for the precinct Uh, It probably took a bit of an entrepreneurial instinct to go from concept to let's do this, gathering the people together and encouraging uh, the collaboration that it took to go from idea to reality. People have referred the precinct as the cradle of democracy. Historians, I would imagine, would say that Greece holds this title. Would it be fair to say, though, that partners that make up the presidential precinct uh, represent modern-day democracy? Well, they represent modern-day democracy. And if you look at the history of the United States and and the oldest constitutional democracy on the planet right now is the United States of America, uh, we don't necessarily always get it right, but uh, like... Uh, democracies should be. It, it's time, sometimes messy, but yes, if we go back to our roots, we have here the homes and the, the, the land that was the critical starting point for our American democracy. We have three of the five founding fathers uh, living here. Uh, George Washington lived right up the road. And in that respect, four of the five founders of the United States of America are all here in Central Virginia. And I had the good fortune to be native to this land. So as a very young child, I grew up uh, literally playing on the yard at Monticello. So this sense of history was imbued in me very early. And Uh, the fact that I was living amongst the founders of uh, a great nation uh, was was something that I absorbed early in my life, and perhaps it informed uh, the idea of the precinct. Being from the United States, 
you know, we, we learn at an early age through history the importance of the Founding Fathers. I think uh, living in Virginia, uh, we're uh, highly aware of the impact of the Founding Fathers. But for emerging leaders that may be in Burkina Faso or in Cambodia or in Brazil, uh, what did the Founding Fathers that are here achieve, and why does it matter to the world? First and foremost, I think it's very easy in today's world to overlook the importance, the power of leadership. In any time, in any nation in the world, uh, there is somebody grasping for power. It's part of human nature that that you will have people in that will rise to the top and take leader, a leadership role. But when you find those people have a broader view of the world, they have studied history, they have a sense of responsibility to all of their fellow countrymen, those kinds of leaders are much rarer. And the fact that the United States had four or five people who had a broad sweeping knowledge of history, a broad understanding of geopolitics, and they used that understanding in a, in a very constructive, civil way with the idea that they were here to build a country. None of them set out to enrich themselves, which is a very difficult trait to find in one leader, much less in a half a dozen. And we had it here in the United States it's a very rare example in history, even going back to ancient Greece, to find such magnanimity in leadership. And the fact that we had it here made the United States possible. As mentioned at the beginning of today's podcast, uh, right now the presidential precinct is celebrating a five-year anniversary. And since the inception of the presidential precinct, we've experienced rapid growth as an organization I'd love to hear from you a few ways that you've seen the precinct grow and, you know, what do you attribute that uh, growth to? I think the critical uh, factor was to get from concept to reality by actually hiring the first person, Neil Piper, to come and take charge of what was an idea and turn it into a functioning organization. Uh, since then, we've added uh, a wonderful crew of Nancy Hopkins, Drew Precious, Catherine Magnuson. So we, we, we're we still very small on the organizational front and probably will always remain so. In fact, I kind of aspire that we remain small because we have the strength and the power and the breadth of the five or six institutions behind us uh, to add heft when we need it. Uh, but yeah, frankly, uh, just as we were talking minutes ago about founding a country, founding an organization is all about people. It's all about leadership. And so the the critical difference for us was to get leadership. I think what has really inspired me uh, from the beginning about the pre presidential precinct is just the leadership behind the organization and you know, having the uh, the presidents of the presidential homes, the vice provost of international affairs of two of the top uh, public universities in the United States on the board of directors and just that support and thoughtful leadership from the onset. And it's something that many startups, as you know, being a part of a lot of startups, Jim, that 
uh, it's difficult to find that leadership. And for us to have that on the onset was really key uh, to our success. And in addition to uh, early on uh, creating committees, which brought together uh, faculty members from from each of our partner institutions to uh, create uh, really top world-class uh, programming uh, for for programs such as the Mandela Washington Fellowship, which we are in our fourth year of now. And uh, I agree, it's, it's the people that come together uh, behind the presidential precinct uh, is really what makes this organization special. Jim, coming from a background of you know, working in, in early stage technology companies, what role do you think that technology plays in the precinct success? And what role do you think that it will play moving forward as we grow as an organization? Well, from the outset, I felt that we should be a digital organization. Uh, I mean, why are we doing this as a podcast? Uh, well, we are because we can reach so many more people using that kind of technology. And uh, they... The difference between the precinct and so many other uh, NGOs, nonprofits, charitable organizations, and others who, many of whom seek to promote the same values, who wish to provide the same kind of educational opportunity that we provide at the precinct, uh, so many of them have been limited in the past, up through the 20th century. Uh, the most that you could do is to publish a magazine or publish a newsletter. And then you were limited to bringing people together in a, in a physical way to, to, to a single forum, to a, to a gathering. And the only people that benefited were the participants themselves, the people who were in the room. And when they left the room, when they left Virginia... Uh, all that we could rely upon them carrying with them are, are memories. And it was not possible to spread the message any wider. So when we founded the precinct, one of the fundamental principles we felt was crucial was to build an organization on top of a digital platform that enabled those who left the room, those who finished a day or a week with us at a forum or some gathering to allow them to go home, not only with neurological memories, but with digital memories that could be called up again and repeated and spread to others and shared. And all of that is technology that didn't exist 15 years ago. And I think we founded the precinct at a very fortunate time, and we founded it, uh, fortunately, with some really bright young people who grasp the power of this technology and are using it every day. Being here, whether you're here for one day or six weeks, that's you need that ongoing support. I mean, for some of these leaders, they're going back to very difficult environments, and the work that they're doing can can be dangerous for themselves and for their families, and we've heard story after story about this, and I think that's what's so powerful about this, you know, secure network that we've created as an organization is that leaders can come back to us and have ongoing support and conversations with other leaders who are facing similar challenges uh, when they get back home. And uh, since we launched the network, we now have over 10,000 
connections established from over 110 countries. And I think one of the most rewarding things about my job here at the precinct is following the impact of fellows when they get back home uh, from one of the programs that they, they attend here at the presidential precinct. One of those leaders is Olawatoosi Ogunsiye, who is from Nigeria. She was a 2014 Mandela Washington Fellow at the precinct, and she's the youngest and first female uh, editor in the 40-year history of the Sunday Punch, uh, which is one of the most widely read newspapers in, in Nigeria. And, you know, she shares stories on uh, the network that you know highlights uh, the work she's doing in investigative journalism. Uh, she's since won the Knight Award, the Young Leader Award that the Presidential Precinct uh, provided at the Centennial uh, Dinner at University of Virginia last year. And uh, so I think that's one of the highlights of my time at the precinct is really following these stories and, and providing that ongoing support and engagement with leaders when they leave home. And I think that's one of the things that makes us unique as well. You know, we've seen many of our precinct alum go back to their home countries with inspiration to start their own leadership centers and organizations. You know, I'd be interested to hear your insights that you might provide or share with these fellows, and what would you like to learn from them? Well, every time we have a visitor, you learn something. Uh, you know, I, I, I think one of, the, uh, one of the core principles that we enunciated early and we repeat it every time we have visitors is that we are here as a gathering spot, a place that people can come and talk and exchange ideas. We are not here to preach. We are not here to promote or sell any particular ideology. Uh, yes, we have uh, strong fundamental beliefs in things like liberty, uh, the value of women, the value of minorities, uh, freedom and openness to all uh, religions, uh, these kind of fundamental principles that guided Jefferson and when he wrote the Declaration of Independence are fundamental core values to us. But we're not here to preach them. We are here to use those as a fulcrum from which we leverage discussion. And we like to listen as much as we like to talk. And uh, to me, every time we have new visitors to the extent that I can come and listen to what they have to say. Their stories about what are happening in their home countries, uh, are they are powerful stories and they remind us the value of individual human beings and their ability to make a difference at home. And so we, we approach every visitor as not only just, not only as an ambassador to, for democracy, but as somebody that given a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of a push, can go back home and make a difference. Many of our listeners uh, have organizations that have been in startup mode for several years, and they're growing into more of a growth phase of an organization. You know, what lessons learned do you have based off your, your experience of having that balance, striking that balance between growing an organization while also holding fast to the mission of an organization? As you know, a lot of new opportunities can come and deviate uh, you know, growing organizations from their mission. Uh, you know, what advice do you have for those leaders? Well, Neil, uh, one of the things that you're actually doing at the precinct right now is something that would be good advice for any organization, small or large, and that is 
to uh, do strategic planning, to think about where you want to go. Uh, and you should you do that at the start, and then you do it again on a regular basis. And it also helps to enunciate some key principles. Uh, so a mission statement. Uh, you know, if 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 I could give a bit of advice to any young person, any precinct alum who is starting an NGO, a nonprofit, a civic organization, just trying to do any good, is to try and state your principles. Try and state your goals, what you want to accomplish, in a, in a very simple sentence, a sentence of five, eight, nine words. And put that on the wall and look at it every day. And when you're faced with decisions to make, if you're in doubt, look at that statement of principle on the wall and make sure that what you're about to do aligns with that principle. We're thrilled to be celebrating five years of the presidential precinct. To date, we've uh, been honored to host over 500 leaders from over 115 countries. And this is just the beginning. And Neil, I I would add to that that uh, the five years has gone very quickly. Uh, I think one of the great advantages of the number of people that have visited us, the number of people that now know us, is that it offers us the opportunity to listen to them about how we could do what we do and do it better. So I would join you in encouraging everyone to uh, participate in the network. Uh, Send us an email, tweet, uh, whatever it takes to uh, pass on to us your ideas about how the precinct could be better and better serve its purposes, uh, and we will listen. That's excellent advice for all the entrepreneurs that are our listeners or ours. And, you know, Jim, I've heard you uh, uh, mention, you know, uh, several experiences like this to uh, business leaders who were looking to invest in emerging markets and, you know, through the African Business Forum that we host uh, annually with, with young African leaders. And, you know, I'm curious what your thoughts are in terms of how, how can the presidential precinct and companies work together uh, to further the impact and the mission of the presidential precinct? Well, before answering the question, let me back up and, and make a statement. Uh, I, I think that one of the fundamental shortcomings of many people who aspire to do great things in government and nonprofit organizations and so on is uh, to fail to understand the importance of economics and business to whatever happens in the world. Uh, you know, it's, it's so easy for idealists to look at a problem and say, well, if only we, the government would do this or only the government would do that. But the government is the people. And more importantly, the government is the people's money. And if the people don't have money, the government can't do those things. And so the the critical factor for anybody, whether you are uh, Donald Trump as a new president of the United States or you are running the, the, the smallest uh, branch of a, of a little local government, you're the deputy mayor in a town of 300 people, uh, the fundamental thing to begin with is to understand that the success of your citizens, the success of your fellow man, their economic success will make everything else possible. And their economic failure 
makes whatever dreams you might have impossible. Jim, are you able to tell us about an idea or an investment that maybe didn't go as planned? Uh, and how can we learn from you know, an experience like one that maybe you, you went through? Uh, Neil, I have so many investments that went bad <laughs> that it's, <laughs> it's difficult to pick just one. Uh, now, but, I, you know, the, the, uh, the fault of all entrepreneurs, uh, and it's a good fault, is optimism. Uh, you know, you, you, you can't create an organization, you can't build new things without being fundamentally optimistic that you will succeed that you will overcome obstacles. And so uh, when, when you do fail, uh, you know, a really great entrepreneur gets up off the ground, dusts themselves off and says, let's go again, or let's try it another way. And so I, you know, I, rather than, than point to, you know, a, a terrible investment that I made in optical technology in 2002, just as the markets were imploding, I, I'd simply say, uh, as I've made those mistakes, uh, I, I have always made it a point to focus back on them and say, what did I do wrong? Where were the forks in the road where I had an opportunity to make a decision and I'm, I made the wrong choice? And I carry those lessons with me. And the next time when faced with something, I hopefully will not make the same mistake more than once. Jim, it's been incredible to have you here today. Uh, thank you for your insight. I know I speak for the whole precinct staff and saying we're honored to play a part in this powerful network and initiative. Uh, we're fortunate that your best practices have helped to build such a powerful force for democracy, good governance, and nation building around the world. And thank you, everyone, all of our listeners here for joining us here today. We encourage our listeners to continue the conversation through the Presidential Precinct Network. And if you have any questions or want to join us on this podcast, send us a tweet or email us. You can subscribe to this podcast and to The Exchange, our monthly newsletter, by visiting presidentialprecinct.org. Be sure to join us here again next month for our next conversation on the Presidential Precinct podcast. 